Enjoy this flyover clip. If you think as humanity, there was never any intentionality behind it. There was never anything good. It was just a random, you know, cause and effect that we're on a spinning ball in the middle of nowhere. There is nothing in an infinity out there. And there was nothing like it was all an accident that fundamentally sends you in a different direction than, than the creation story of, of intentionality, a scientific purpose of something greater than you that conceived of you in his mind and then made you on purpose. Like just in its essence, if you took two children and say, you know, you came from, from nothing and monkeys eventually, you know, evolved or, or like you were created by a God that's good. It's like, Wow, your your whole psyche is totally different. That's going to affect everything, let alone the, the 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 color scheme and the the vibe of a of a museum. Well, and that's just the underpinning of the unit. You, know, you know, this is what my 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 dad told me years and years and years ago. He he was a he, he worked part time at uh, uh, I think University of Houston, and then later Rice. Is he was a professor in mathematics. So I remember coming home from school one day and I told him that the, you know, this evolution thing must be, must be the truth. Mm. And he said, he said, no, and he stopped me right there. And he said, no, son, there's no mathematical way that could have happened. And this was really life changing for me. So, I mean, I, I viewed things a whole, it like, like, like a fever that broke because I was trying to work out what my mother believed. And, you know, how can these things be true if we came from a, uh, you know, maybe it's just about feeling good and getting together with people and this kind of a thing. Okay. But when he told me that from the analytical side of it, that um, uh, that this evolution didn't happen, it really it really impacted me. And this was some. And so this is why some of the first things I put together, I was really passionate about it. And I didn't want to just do it in a, in a simple way. I wanted to go through all of the sciences that I could that were that had a real easy explanation for it. OK, a lot of these creation conferences I would go to, the explanations would be really complicated. You needed a professor to understand it. And if you return to the basics and I realized in those meetings that these people had a marketing issue. You were never going to go sell it to the universities because they're paying their car notes and their mortgage. See, they can't concede. They can't. Mm. They're not going to go and change the the textbooks. And, and it's also their funding and grants and everything else. I mean, if you were a creation believer in the university system, you'd have to kind of keep that at home and, you know, do the other at work. I mean, probably. Mike Murdoch's ex-wife, her name was Linda. She always kept the last name Murdoch. And she married this man, this guy named Frank Brown. And Frank Brown was the head of geology over at the University of Texas. When I first met this man and he came up and he says, uh, he was real stern about it. And he says, I, I hear you don't believe in the evolution. And my mind, for whatever, at that moment, I, I thought, uh, I, I told him, I said, I said, no, no, I, I, I really don't know what to believe. What, what do you believe? And, good. and, and this good response. All, Right, right. And so he, and, and this, okay, and it went the other way. I still would have probably been allowed to come over and stuff. But what I, I learned a lot from this, from this little guy, he had these rocks, right? And I thought, because I would look at him out there and progressively over the years, you would notice this rock table was moving further and further from the house. Linda, get that rock away from me. I don't want to yeah. eat Frank, there ain't nobody. But I would go out there and I, he was really a nice guy. I would go out there and listen to him about the rocks. 
And, and he could tell you what all the types of rock was and all of this. And he was really, when he opened up about it, he was terrified that um, he had all these worries about the evolution thing. And he was hoping that this guy named Lee Berger would come through. Okay, so Lee Berger turned out to be the dude that was doing the next missing link for National Geographic. And I didn't know who he was, but Frank talked about him all the time. Lee's going to get us a missing link. And um and this is why I had one of the articles out first about, about Lee. Now, Frank died before Lee released this, uh, this Homo Naledi missing link thing. Okay. And, but what happened with that evolution community is that the creationists had kind of given up in some ways on, on fighting them because they couldn't get a word in. None of the medias would, would cover them or any of these things. And, um, and it was guys like Frank Brown that would count on the guy you've got on the screen. Lee, you can do it. Just find us a monkey person. And, and yeah. Lee kept Lee. Probably the closest it ever came was Lee Berger. He's from South Africa, by the way. And I really like Lee. Lee would go find monkey bones and say it's becoming a, a person. And it actually wasn't the creationists. It was guys like Frank in the geology department that would go through and say, you know, it's not a monkey. And uh, it's not okay. becoming a human. And, um, and they'd, hold, the they'd hold tight onto, onto the idea, but still kind of demand evidence from what was found currently. Well, he wanted, but, but kind of in yeah. faith, in faith, continue to believe in the overall concept because that's what their whole, you know, building was, was made of. Is that right? Well, well they weren't finding what they needed. So they had Lucy problems. So yeah. this was, even when I went out to answers in Genesis surrounding that same time, uh, that's where I started, you know, kind of looking at skulls and stuff like this. Cause there's a guy that they have working there named Dr. David Minton. And I can't remember what textbook that he wrote, but he, he's one of their guys that works over there and he did anatomy books. And what he would tell what he told me is he said, um, what you've got to learn is what a skull would look like. You know, what, what does, what does a, what are the differences between, for example, a monkey skull and a human skull? And so if you had one becoming human, what would that look like? Let let, let me, that's important stuff to know. So, so just a few of these will even help you. A few of these will destroy what Lee Berger put out every time. And this was Lee's problem with his own group. For example, you've got a nose bone, right? Mm -hmm. So if the thing has a nose bone, it's not a monkey. So if the thing has a nose bone, it's going to be a human skull. Monkeys don't have chins. Monkeys tend to not have foreheads. Right. And so there's just a few of these. And, and, and so for, so for example, when, when Lee put out his homo naledi, um, I, I quickly looked at the bones he had and I took that advice that came from Dr. Minton and a combination of Linda's husband who kept complaining about it because what you'll see that he has a skull and it has no forehead yet. He's got a big forehead on the recreation. It's got fingers that are identical. See, see, he's telling you it looks like it's becoming human, but the thing is just a common monkey. And this okay. was his this was his problem with the previous ones. And so if you see, you'd want partially developed things and, and you'd also want things that look different from every other primate. If you're right, it can't be just another monkey from the backyard. Right. And and, um, and even if it's an old monkey that they found the bones from a long time ago, it's still just still a monkey. Well, even if it looks a little different than other ones you've got, it can't just be the same. So if you if you say, well, these these 
uh, the, these these are feet that are becoming human. Well, but they're they're more monkeyish than most common monkeys. So how could you state that, Lee? You see my point? Right. It doesn't gotcha. have a forehead. You know, it doesn't have a nose bone. It doesn't have a chin. It doesn't. But but the first thing you're recognizing is that your skull that you found doesn't have a forehead. Yet you drew one on. Your 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 monkey that you found and your and your thing. See, and most people would just pass that by, right? Because it's on the cover of National Geographic or whatever. So he's kind of morphed it to be what he needs it to be, um, because that's the job. Kind of taking and, enough creative license to make it kind of fill in that gap there and and do the work for your imagination. I went from being upset with at people like Lee Berger to being kind of feeling sorry for him because, see, he spent his whole life with people like Frank Brown stating we need a monkey man. And think how many other discoveries and cool stuff. And Lee's literally driven around there out there his whole life looking for, to find these people a monkey man. And you're going to find that those digs. So then you start looking about uh, at who it's all funded by. So so in the case of the the monkey man digs. It would often be uh, one of the ladies that it's a billionaire funder of Planned Parenthood and evolution digs, right? What do these okay. two things have in common, right? And, and But you'd find these similarities, right? I fund abortion, for example, and missing links, okay? These okay. two things are what I spend my money on, that and cocktails, right? I learned also that that field of geology is is kind of a – Man, there's just a lot of things taught, probably in every spectrum that are many of them don't even exist, David. And 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 that's from the top people. And asking them, you know, about their their charts or whatever is like asking the groundhog on Groundhog Day when summer's coming. <laughs> I, I, and I'm, I'm not making I'm being a little facetious there. They're very good people, but it's more like an administrative job, right? You're trying to figure out what students going to go where and how to make all these forms match. And and pretty soon you're building this bigger and bigger thing that's really built on on a I don't I mean I guess no matter how many volumes of Lord of the Rings they come up with, there still really no is there is no such thing as Middle Earth. You know, and so I mean, well, you make volume one, it just kind of continues to grow from there. But you had massive exposure to that whole world in a unique way. Like I didn't know anybody like that growing up. I had, you know, teachers that that were, you know, taught evolution, but they're just the book could have said anything. They opened it up. That's what they read. That's what they told you it is. You know, they they had no it could have been anything. They could have told you that it was made out of, you know, cheese or something. You know, the moon is made from cheese and they just would have read it. They don't, they just repeat information. There is no real, no real thought or evidence. It requires so much faith. They're the, they're the, they're the, they're the most, that crowd I, I consider to have stronger faith than most people in Christianity, for sure. Think about it. If your whole life was based on this and you got to get this one to go here and there and yeah. yonder, and you've got this whole narrative of it. And and if you were to change your mind, they would fire you and they would they would call you a nutcase. See, he can't. Yeah. You see it? He can't. He can't. Um, to be the groundhog on Groundhog Day, you've got to see your shadow and the, um, <laughs> the no matter what. Right. Right. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, 
You could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Well, kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. <sighs> How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. For more great content, go to FlyoverConservatives.com. 